0: It's time for Glovers Golden Oldies—a look back at some of the Glovers heroes from recent years.
1: Well, good evening and welcome to the show. And I'm really delighted to say that we've got one of the voices of ITV Racing, Ollie Bell, with us today. Hello, Ollie. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, and good to hear you on the on the show. Um, first of all, I've got to start. You're a Somerset boy, aren't you? Yep,
2: yeah, um, very much so. I believe Somerset. I uh, I grew up in a village called Kingston, which is not too far away from Somerton, who I used to play rugby for growing up, and um, yeah, loads of my my friends are down there, and um, yeah, def- definitely um, definitely home for me, Somerset.
1: That's nice to know. And um, a little bird told me you got a little bit of an affection for a, a certain football team around here.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I am. For my
2: sins, a massive Yeovil Town fan. Um, well. I used to go to see them on my on my tod actually when um when we were in the dr martin's leave was when i first went to to the oval to the park and um yeah through the years just been down there whenever i could when i was living down in somerset obviously i've moved up to london um recently but um when i was living down there i used to go down there as much as i could i remember the sort of kevin gall era the michael mackendose of this world and um, through the years seeing the the Darren Ways, Lee Johnson's that was a, a great time for me going to Jewish Park to watch that team with with Terry at the back and all that so mm. um, yeah and then more recently I've become <laughs> in, in the sort of promotion years if you like which seems an age ago now but um, uh, the likes of Sam Foley who's become a, a good mate of mine, Joe Edwards, Luke Haling, Byron Webster, that, that team I, I, I got to know them quite well from going down to watch them and yeah. And the racing connections and whatnot so um that team holds a very special place in my heart and a lot of them as i say are, are good friends of mine now
1: absolutely and um you, you know i mean you, i suppose these days you don't get a chance to go very often because you're always uh, working on a saturday afternoon most days
2: yeah it's very difficult for me to to get down to, to somerset to watch them on on saturdays unfortunately um i haven't been probably for the last I went to a game last year, but um, but yeah, unfortunately I haven't been to see them this season. It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to get to watch them this season now. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the one thing I would say which I love about the, the football club, um, and I really hope that despite the fact that we've sort of slipped down the ladder of football recently, it never loses is I think there's a real charm to it. I think that right, you know, I've obviously been to football matches and football grounds up and down the country, but Right from the first time I turned up at Hewish Park as a young boy, there was a real family friendly atmosphere there. And I know that the lower the league, the sort of more accessible the players are and things like that, which I understand. But even when we were climbing up the leagues, I always felt like I knew the players and I always felt like I was a real part of the club. Yeah, Um, and maybe that's as someone who doesn't go there week in week out and the sort of die hard Yeovil fans who are there on the terraces every week might disagree but I I, 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 I always feel a real affiliation and an affinity to that club when I go down there and um, I think we should be very proud of that.
1: Well absolutely and I mean they're having a a tremendous season this season and uh, up until this uh, abrupt halt uh, things are looking quite good for promotion
2: yeah, I know. We've w- when we started the year, I, I was a little bit concerned. Like, I looked at the odds, and we weren't sort of that high in the markets and things like that. And I thought, oh, "Geez, this doesn't bode well." But um, but it seems from the the reports I've read and and the the occasional highlights that I've, I've seen, it seems like Darren's got them playing a good brand of football. There's a togetherness in the squad. Um, I, I read a nice article from Heather Watson thanking Courtney for her recent run of form, and I think. Yeah. Courtney can thank Heather Watson for his recent run of form. You know we've <laughs> yeah. got players that are, are doing well, and and the team seems to be gelling, which is good. And it's 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 a competitive league to get out of. You know it, you want to be in the in the main tiers of English football, and there's a number of teams that are trying to get out of there, and good teams as well. You know Barrow obviously flying, but Notts County are a good side. You know it yeah. has to be where we are. I think even though it's National League, and we were in the Championship a few years ago. I think we can be pretty pleased with what we've done
1: this year. Yes, I, I agree with you totally. And, and the, the new manager Darren Sall has done a super job. He's a lovely bloke to work with. Um, really, really I've been nice really guy. i really
2: impressed by him. Is he, is he a nice lad to work with?
1: Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's oh, he's he's, uh, he's so down to earth, and you know, he likes a joke, and he's he's yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Definitely, I'm definitely one that, of his fans.
2: I think the club needed that as well. Um, yeah, I think the club needed a, a manager like that to, to sort of yeah. It sounds really positive, which is great. To hear
1: right, well, let's hear the first of Ollie's choice of music, and that is uh, a band called the Teskey Brothers and I Get Up.
3: Tryna just get back When you get broken down again It ain't because you didn't try I tried to count the days That I've been disappointed So many old times It gives you joining But it's hard Trying to make a living When you get down again you just keep giving up, hey. every time I get up. Something comes and brings me down. I get so low sometimes. Make my way, but it wasn't enough. Desire burns when your dreams are those too turn. I'm working for the man to live his dawn. But the hardest part is starting from the star, but it's hard. Trying to make a living. We get
1: There you go, a band I'm not particularly familiar with, but they're called the Teskey Brothers and it's called I Get Up.
4: Pardos Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardos on a free no-obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, the Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 042 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardos Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business.
5: Visit our website www.ajwakely.com for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913.
6: Whether you're a one-man or one-woman band just starting up or a large established business, Chalmers accountants offer a range of expert services tailor-made to your needs. They have over a 100 years' experience of helping businesses of all sizes and provide a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit CharmersAccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. Yeah, but um, how the
1: hell did you get to a situation where Her Majesty the Queen, <laughs> no less, suggested that you were an idiot? <laughs> uh lunatic i think was her
2: actual oh, term l- lunatic was it
1: yeah i'm sure she was thinking idiot yeah. <laughs> sure as well um
2: so w- uh when i was uh working at uh, royal ascot variety ITV a couple of years ago my uncle who's a trainer and
0: yeah
2: does train a few racehorses for her majesty um his horse big orange won the gold cup and i was working where the horses i do the jockey interviews when they win yeah So I was by the pull-up. And when I heard Big Orange 1, I sort of dropped my microphone, ran after the horse. And then, obviously, horses are a lot quicker than humans. So um, I I stopped chasing after a horse after not very long. (laughs) Anyway, I've run on the track. There are still horses racing behind me. I mean, I've been a complete, you know, wildly unprofessional. Didn't know what was going on. And then the next day, I got a tap on my shoulder and someone who I know, in racing said someone would like to meet you and i knew fairly quickly that it was going to be her majesty given who asked me yeah i I walked over to her majesty she goes oh you're the lunatic that ran on the track (laughs) oh no i actually for a brief moment thought she was going to kick me kick me out the course but um but she uh but she didn't thankfully so um yeah it was a great it was a great moment my dad who's a commentator for talk sport he commentated on the race and uh he came over as well and his commentary was fantastic it was very biased as you can imagine
1: i can imagine uh, yeah yeah but
2: uh no it was just a really special moment for the family and um it was a it was an honor and a privilege to to be up close in person having a chat to, to majesty the queen and a career highlight very much for me
1: did your dad realize when he was commentating that he saw this bloke running out of the pitch and it was you
0: <laughs>
2: yeah I, I don't think he i don't think he knew what was going on either i mean we we wear our heart on our sleeves our spells and uh, he uh, he had lost his mind as well but um, the difference was mine was on camera unfortunately when he <laughs> was on radio so everyone saw what I was doing but you know it, it's a really nice moment actually it's the one thing that race goers and racing fans when they stop us in the street or, you know, at the races they always say, oh, are you running after any horses again? People sort of remember that moment yeah. that. Yeah. and I, I don't think
1: I'll be forgetting it in a hurry. No, I'm sure not, I'm sure not. And uh, according to what I've been uh, doing my homework here on you, um, you also own a Grand, or you owned a Grand National horse, yeah?
2: Yeah, I did, yeah. I had a horse that ran in the Grand National three times actually, called the Rainbow Hunter, and that right. was um, a really special special moment. Um, the the horse was trained by Kim Bailey in Gloucestershire and um, the first horse I ever owned actually. And yeah, he was good enough to run in the Grand National. I mean, he didn't get get very far in the first two attempts. And then the third year, he was leading until the 23rd fence and there are 30 fences in the Grand National. So for a long way, I thought we were going to win the Grand National. And again, my dad was commentating on that race. And as every fence that went by with my horse in the lead, his voice was getting higher and higher, and higher. <laughs> brilliant um, but no it was um to be involved in that race i know there are some people that sort of um are critical of it the race has become so much safer um recently they've modified the fences um and made lots of changes to make it safer but it's the race for me that got me into racing to the level i mm-hmm. i i have now and the passion i have for it and to be involved in it as a broadcaster initially was a huge honor and as an owner, was just something beyond my wildest dreams. I was very
1: fortunate. Mm. Did you did you have any worries at all? Uh, you know, I mean, I love horses and I love horse racing as well. And I've, I've got a, a what's it called, hot to trot. I've got a, a part yeah, of that yeah. syndicate. So um, you know, I can understand exactly how you feel when they when they you know they're going to win. But um, in, an, I think the one thing, if I was a, a, an owner, I don't think I would want to put a horse in the Grand National just through fear of you know not seeing him come home again
2: yeah uh, if i'm honest with you i think that uh, the my view on that is that um i don't to be honest with you i don't think it's uh i didn't have those concerns i think that when the rainbow hunter who ran in normal chase races at doncaster which is a a stiff track Mm. and takes a bit of jumping you know he he's a good jumper these horses are trained by professionals incredibly well they're looked after unbelievably well if my trainer had any concerns about his jumping or his his stamina which was a bit of an unknown to be honest but if he had any serious concerns the the love that those horses get by the people that look after them i can assure anyone listening to this and and you as a prospective owner perhaps of the grand national horse then at the first opportunity the trainer has to say look i'm not quite sure that's the right race for that horse he'd say it people aren't just sort of Plucking horses from fields and dropping them in the Grand National, saying "Oh, good luck, horse!" Mm. You know, these are these are highly trained athletes by uh, very talented professionals, and um, the safety is absolutely paramount by trainer, jockey, owner, and most importantly by entry and racing itself. You know, racing is an industry, and, and all of us involved in it. I, I can assure you, and anyone listening that might doubt this have the horses safety at the forefront of all our thoughts 24 7 so uh, i don't i I don't have those concerns and and i'm incredibly proud of of the grand national as it is now and, and racing as a
1: sport i think the changes that they've made in recent years um we can be really proud of right time for some more music now and this one is by a gentleman called matt corby and it's called untitled
3: Through your Litter
0: Into the flame
3: And watched
0: The fire Regain
3: And these words Have done Nothing For you As I Did not read them through
7: Now
3: turn
1: be there and a track called Untitled.
4: Pardos Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardos on a free no obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, the Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 0442 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardos Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business.
5: Visit our website www.ajwakely.com for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935
6: 479913. Whether you're a one-man or one-woman band just starting up or a large established business, Chalmers accountants offer a range of expert services tailor-made to your needs. They have over 100 years' experience of helping businesses of all sizes and provide a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager At one of their three local branches, for expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit charmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation.
1: Looking at your whole sort of career, it was pretty obvious from the start that you were going to be leaning towards a career in in well, broadcasting for sure, Um, and and obviously horse racing in the set that you know your your uncle's Michael Bell and your your dad is Rupert Bell and they're both involved in 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 horse racing and that Um, inevitable that You'd go that way well to a certain extent, but actually, I grew up in Somerset with mum. Like, dad,
2: my parents split up when I was young, um, about three or four. Dad lived in Gloucester, and I was down in Somerset, in as I say, in Kingston with my mum. And the reason we ended up in Kingston was because my grandparents on my mum's side lived down there, so I was you know, that side of my family was quite removed from the racing, yeah. Um, uh, Ron Hodges, used his gallops, um, you can see from the bottom of like the fields in Kingston, and, yeah. and I—that was probably, to be honest, for a long time, the closest I got to racehorses I know that obviously my uncle trained and, and Dad's in, trains and Dad's involved in it as well. I always had like a real passion for it because of that family connection, but it wasn't like I was around it twenty-four-seven. My friends in Somerset have no interest in it really um my friends from school had no interest in it really i think what it was is as uh, when i went to school they had a school radio station and so from the age of about 15 i started broadcasting or try trying out broadcasting um and realized i was all right at it and then actually i sort of reconnected with with dad on a more professional level as we got older so when i was about 16 17 18 did work experience and almost fell into it that way really but it wasn't like i'd known i wanted to go into racing from a young age for me it's growing up in somerset it was never really about racing it was more playing cricket for Kingston with my mates playing rugby for somerton um you know kicking a ball around in the fields and whatnot and um being a bit of a clown, uh, and then growing up a bit later on in life, but and being like, a clown, I, I, had a, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely I feel so um, indebted to Somerset for for giving me an incredible grounding with some brilliant people who are unbelievably down to earth and and have the best attitude towards life. I'm like I say, I, I, I have a genuine love for that place because of the um, the start it gave me in life. For all that you know, it didn't. Um, give me desert islands and, and things like that but it, it's it gave me the, the right understanding of what life's about to sort of go out into the big wide world
1: so what's it like working for itv racing i mean it, you know whenever i'm we do match commentaries from hewish park so most of the time i'm up there but obviously away games i'm glued to itv racing and uh <laughs> i watch it you know regular as clockwork um, what's it like i mean it looks like it's a real you know it's a, it's a good laugh almost uh, without not being professional but you know what i mean you all seem to get yeah. on well and it, it just sounds good
2: yeah it's, i'm I always have to pinch myself I grew up watching the morning line and, and BBC racing as well and to be involved in in that was was a sort of dream of mine and I'm, I'm very lucky and, and actually when you get to to that level um there is pressure that comes with it but actually pretty quickly into it you kind of just you realize that we're all pulling in the same direction we're, we all get on um and and it's great fun like we'd look particularly in this day and age and, and the, the sort of world we're living in at the moment there are people who have got proper jobs who are doing unbelievable things at the moment and are genuine heroes like to for me to be able to call that work is like just i mean it's an
0: absolute
2: mm. treat really it's, it, i i never see it as a job i see it as going racing on a saturday with my mates and talking about it to to the audience who I would like to think are friends of mine as well in a way so Mm. it's just a complete delight I can't emphasize enough how lucky I am to be doing it and I never ever take it for granted
1: the thing that, that always gets me, <laughs> amuses me, really, I can just picture the scene. You're, you're going into the uh, into the parade ring or whatever, and you presumably you've got a cameraman in, in close proximity to you, and you've got to go and stick in, and owners talking to whoever, you know. And, uh, excuse me, can you... Uh, I mean, do you find yeah. that difficult? I do,
2: yeah. Well, I, there was one instance where... <laughs> I went over to Alan King at Cheltenham to try and do that just as he was about to leg a jockey up. Yeah. And he didn't see that the camera was there and we get on very well, Alan and I. And he told me to F off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: I know the people will be listening going, do you get on? But no, honestly. And, and anyway, afterwards, he legged the jockey up, came back and said, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, so sorry. And then did an interview, <laughs> but... there's always that moment of trepidation where you're like can I jump into this
1: time for some more music there and this one's called River and it's by Leon Bridges
7: Traveling these wide roads for so long, my heart's been far from you, ten thousand miles gone. Oh, I wanna come near and give every part of me, but there's blood on my hands. And my lips are unclean, in my darkness I remember, mama's words reoccur to me, surrender to the good Lord, and to wipe your slate clean. take me to your river, I want to go. Go on. take me to your river. I
0: wanna know.
7: Dip me in your smooth waters, I go in as a man with many crimes. Come up for air. As my sins flow down the Jordan, oh, I want to come here and give yeah, you yeah. every part of me. But there's blood on my hands and my lips are clean. Take me to your river. I want to go Oh, take me to your river, I want to know want to go,
0: go, go, I want to go, I want to go I want to know,
4: want to know, want to know
0: Wanna go, wanna go
1: To your river. I go. Leon Bridges there and River. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, we're we're very lucky. Like I, I always think that um, racing is a brilliant sport because there's a real I mean it's hugely competitive, but there's a real camaraderie within the within the people that are involved in it. And having worked in it now for near on fifteen years, I've got to know everyone um very well and you know they become you know i see them more than i see my family really so mm. um yeah there's there's a great team spirit we all you know bicker take the mickey out of each other but ultimately we we all help each other out when we can so um it's a great sport to be involved in this it can be a bit cliquey i guess from the outside and i can certainly see that but um but when you're in it and you've got the friends that, that you have in it and everyone helping each other out, you, you realise that it's a great community to be, to be a part of. Well,
1: because I'm, I'm quite lucky. I live at North Perrott. I don't know if you know North Perrott at all and your travels. You do rug-
2: you play rugby against them or cricket against cricket. them? Cricket. Cricket, yeah. Yeah,
1: big cricket so club. Play? I used to play. No, yeah. you're I've joking. I played against you. you. You probably. You might have seen me there and I might have not have <laughs> realised it. But no, I was. I, che- I was North Perrott, yeah, I do remember that. They. North Parrot had a
2: wily swing bowler to, that opened the bowling that used to traditionally get me out.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just trying yeah, to if think this. Listening to this, I'm just tell trying him to th- I'm swing I've bowler. What? Well, yeah, how, how many years ago would you reckon that was, Ollie? Well, I've
2: played for Kingston. I haven't played as much in the last sort of two or three years, but probably for about tw- I started when I was thirty. Yeah, twenty years, old, I'd say.
1: Hmm. So,
2: for anywhere in the last twenty. Years,
1: I should do some I've investigated got, on that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. good swing bowler check their scorebook
1: because my name will be in there <laughs> um but what was i going to say um i've lost my train of thought completely now um yeah well going back to the race in a minute um uh, have you ever had a you know a favorite racehorse that you you sort of, i mean apart from big orange obviously but i mean is there one yeah. that sort of particularly took your fancy so to speak yeah my
2: um the first horse that i ever really liked developed and uh, like fell in love with I guess was Barton Bank who won the King George in the early 90s and then he actually fell at the last trying to do the double um, and that was probably the first race I remember really watching um, but on telly and sort of seeing it and I, I loved that horse I don't know why I just really loved, really loved that horse and then Home from the Hill my grandparents owned a horse called Home from the Hill and I went to Leicester with them when I was about seven or eight and it dead-heated, and it was trained by my uncle, and I remember, like, the emotions I got from watching that horse race. I was, then I was completely hooked and spellbound and just loved it. And my grandparents were quite sort of stiff-upper-lipped people. Mm. And there was this kid from Somerset just charging <laughs> around the course, screaming his head off, and they were deeply embarrassed. Um, but I also could see the enjoyment I was getting out of it, and like I say, from then I was hooked. So... Probably Barton, Bank and Home from the Hill are the two horses that um, that I have to thank most for sort of giving me a real affinity to the sport.
1: I think when I had my first, when I say my, um, Hot to Trot's first win, winner when I was involved. Didn't you win a Royal Ascot? Uh, no, I, I, that was the year before I joined it.
2: Oh no way!
1: <laughs> yeah, but we did. We we've got curious. Well, curious won last year. He won a a, a listed race and then he won a Group Three race. Uh, Henry That's Candy down, trains it. it. I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. It was. Twi- it was within about three weeks. The two races came together. Yeah. Is it Henry Candy's? Henry Candy. Yeah, he trains it. Yeah. So uh, and you know, um, but when when uh, heartwarming was the one that. Um, that I went to see, went to to uh, Sandown to see that, and oh, the, the adrenaline rush. Admittedly, it was one to eleven, which I can't quite figure out, but it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, it he was doing at one to eleven? The bookies were taking no chances. But um, it, no, just the the adrenaline rush you get when you it's see. It's a great it. feeling. Isn't oh, it? it really it's, is. Yeah, it's,
2: and syndicates like that, the Hot to Trot Elite Racing, you can go in at a at a entry level cost you know very small mm. cost and you can experience you know that great feeling so it's great to hear that you're involved on on that level and i wish you and hot to trot all the success in the future
1: yeah well sam hoskin who runs it is he's a nice guy and he's he's very very efficient at what he does i think from what i can see of it they seem to have got a good operation anyway you know but he
2: wanted um, to, to follow oh did he yeah about four years ago well, a bit longer, five six years ago. Sam won the
1: to uh, follow, yeah. Oh, he must know his onions a bit then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, on on Three Valleys Radio, I, I do a um, a radio um, a racing show on the radio on a Friday evening, and of course that's uh, we, we've got sort of um, Harry Harry Fry's just down the literally just down the road from me. Jack Barbers literally down the road from me. Uh, Anthony Honeyball's right. just down the road from me. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, amazing, man. Uh, you know, so we got literally within sort of two miles of crew We've got three fairly good trainers, uh, well, especially Harry Fry, well, and Honeyball come to that. Jack's sort of still learning his trade, I think. But... um you know we've also had uh, David Pipe comes on regularly for us so does Philip Hobbs and so does Colin Tisart who I've got to know very well and um, I've I've stitched Colin Brown up and he comes on every week and does a piece mm-hmm. for us as well so um, you know we're trying to sort of fly, fly the flag for racing a little bit because uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea I know that but at the same time there's an awful lot of people who do like it another one of Ollie's favourite tracks now this one is called Jealous Guy by Donny Hathaway
7: was bleeding fast. Fine. Fine.
1: Away there, and jealous guy.
2: Well, if you ever, um, if you ever need me to come on, or want me to come
1: on, I'll be more than happy. Oh, you walked right into that one. You walked <laughs> right into that one. I was going to ask you after the show, after we'd finished talking. Brilliant. No, I, I'm More I, than happy to come on. I'll, I'll talk to you about that when we finish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so and, and what about this playing poker as well? That's an interesting uh, sideline for you.
2: Yeah. So when I was
1: twenty-one, I was a runner
2: at Racing UK, and we had an office poker tournament every every month or whatever and um, I did quite well at it and then there's an American guy who we also worked with who played poker professionally and um, he sort of backed me um, to play in a few tournaments and I did quite well and then played online and um, quite quickly won a few tournaments made a few quid and um, did quite well out of it and actually I haven't played for a long time and then during lockdown not an awful lot else to do so I've sort of taken it up again recently and, and compete I'm not whether I'm not as good as I was or whether the games just got better I don't know but it's a lot harder to make money these days than it was when I was playing but I had a, a great time doing it I loved it I played around the world and um yeah went to some amazing places played in some big tournaments and met some great people and and actually what's been nice is sort of reconnecting with the the poker community if you like during this period you know a lot of um us well, I say us, those poker players are now, you know, pe- playing poker with a lot more people now, and
1: um, it's been a lot of fun. Did Daniel Craig ever stroll in and uh, buy a few chips? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <You didn't laughs> Daniel be... <laughs>
2: Negrano. Dan yeah. Negrano did once, but not Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know Dan Negrano, he's probably the best poker player in the world. So. Oh, is he? Uh, that was equally as terrifying when I saw him sit, sit down on my table next to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. And and another thing you've got down here is boxing. I mean, uh, you're... you're a, uh, I'm not saying you're a big, big, big lad, but, I mean, you, you're tall and you've got the right physique for it. How did you get on with that? Uh, well, I got, got...
2: I got decked, to be honest with you. I got, I got hurt, broke my nose. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I enjoy it very much. Uh, no, I, uh, I did it for... Um, to to raise money for charity i did a white collar boxing fight and um originally i was going to fight my mate who was also in training and he was absolutely rubbish so it would have been quite fun in some ways to fight him because i think i would have won and then wouldn't have had to deal with the shame (laughs) of saying to people i've lost anyway he, he pulled out a couple of days before and then they got in a ringer to fight me who'd fought three or four times before and I just I walked in the ring I was terrified anyway all my friends were I couldn't pull out because everyone bought tickets and I'd raised money for charity and I'd done the training and you know I was in the best shape I've ever been but even then I got to the second round and the first round was quite close I thought I did all right, and then and then the, the second round, I was so tired. Like, the fitness you need to be a boxer is remarkable. And you forget to breathe and you're tense and the adrenaline. So the whole thing goes out the window. And it was an incredible experience. But, like I say, it was like com- like nothing else I'd ever experienced or will have. Well, unless I do it again, obviously um but it was quite close until the sort of end of the second and the third round i, I honestly i had to say to the guy stop hitting me like it
1: was, <laughs> it was, like, it was
2: that
1: it was, that, it was a, that's not a the hard. done thing is it? in the middle of a box you're about to stop yeah. hitting me <laughs> well my
2: first sparring session i hit the guy i was sparring at, and apologized and i that definitely isn't the done thing <laughs> i went oh sorry you're right and he's like yeah we're boxing shut up and hit me again
0: um <laughs>
2: but it was a great experience. If anyone's listened to this and is needing a way to get fit or keep active or wants to get active when when sort of life returns to normal, then um, I strongly recommend taking up boxing because to be honest, I hate running on a treadmill or lifting weights on my own in the gym. I find it really dull and I have like a short concentration span. But with boxing, you're always active. You're learning a new skill. You're hitting pads. You're with someone. It's... Um, to me, it, it was, is the best thing I've ever done in a gym, really. Um,
1: oh, I've lost my train of thought again. What's the matter with me today?
2: You're thinking about me in boxing. Yeah, sports, I think it's, that's you?
1: probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, you work with, with, an a incredible team on, on ITV racing. Um, tell me a bit about some of them. I mean, uh, Matt Chapman in particular, I think is the absolute scream. <laughs> he's brilliant. I think. Yeah, he's, uh,
2: he's, he's a good lad. Yeah, he's. Uh, keeps you on your toes as a presenter yeah um but he's uh no he's a good lad and he's he's a, he's a bit of a marmite character You will probably throw the remote at the telly watching him and some people sort of run up to him asking for his autograph but um i like that i think he's uh, he provides great entertainment to the team and um he really kn- he puts a lot of work in knows his stuff and um you no, know, he's a good lad. Right,
1: final choice from Ollie Bell. We've got a, a record called Habit, and it's by Mirpar.
0: I was a creature of habit.
1: a little number called Habit by Mirapar and um, Ed Chamberlain is a, a very professional and, and you know good sort of anchor man I suppose you'd call him would you is that right terminology
2: yeah he's, he's brilliant obviously he came from Sky and did Monday Night Football and um, yeah he's sort of the, uh, the main presenter of the afternoon show obviously I present the morning show um, but yeah no, to be honest with you you could I, was, I genuinely would say the same thing about the whole team Like they're yeah. incredibly hard working they're incredibly talented they're great to work with. Um, we, we all have a laugh. We all get on and, and we're very lucky to have the team that, that we do. And I think that's something that ITV, when they put the team together, can be very proud of because they've, they've pulled together a team. Ed come from football. Francesca's come from Australia. Matt's come from At The Races. I came from Racing UK. You know, they've pulled people from very, you know, all different parts of the country. Uh, and different part, different industries, and in some aspects, and uh, and and married it all up together, and it and it's worked out really well.
1: How do you um, manage to maintain such a uh, database of of horse information? Because uh, you and Francesca, in particularly, I think you know they you'll reel out these you know he won such and such, and he beat so and so, and and I think God, how the hell do you man, mem- you know, memory, all that lot? Yeah, it's
2: weird. I've always been able to. To retain racing information, really, I'm, that might sound big-headed, but some people can look at, I don't know, what I've, where I'm trying to think, football results and remember football results, or stadium names and remember stadium names, for mm. example. But for me, my mum used to take me to like the racing pubs in the area in Somerset and then um, plonk me on the bar when I was a kid and say to the landlords, like, right, pick out a horse from there behind the bar like on the photos and hit this like four-year-old will be able to name them for you yeah and uh we'd get free lunches like up and down the country apparently because i'd go in there and i'd rattle off every horse that was behind the bar and um yeah so (laughs) and yeah so i I sort of always know when i was a kid i used to have like the the sporting life as it was back in the day the broadsheet under my arm take that to children's parties when everyone's sort of playing in the sand i'm sat there studying the broadsheets for the form and things like that um so i i've always had the ability to still retain the information but bear in mind that for for, for someone like yourself i don't know how much you would follow the midweek racing and things like that but the, you know we're checking stuff every day we're seeing results we're checking race cards we're seeing which trainers we are in form. you'd be surprised at how easy it is to rate retain that information if you're looking at it every day it kind Mm. of just comes in subconsciously but but there's also an awful lot of preparation that is involved on a friday ahead of a saturday show you know ahead of the big festivals we'll know every horse ultimately like the back of our hands by the time we get to showtime because if a hundred to one outsider wins and you know nothing about it you'll look an idiot on television Mm -hmm. ultimately we've all got too big an ego to let that happen (laughs) so we 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 put the we put the hours in behind the scenes
1: brilliant well let's 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 finish with with Yeovil um uh, we do match commentaries at home obviously um uh, every game you will play we're trying to do them as way away as well but being a uh, well we use the term community station purely because um basically it's all volunteers and we haven't got any money and it's like you know it's always a, a hard task but um uh would you like to come in one one afternoon and and uh actually sit up with us and do the commentary
2: I'd love nothing more than that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love that.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, we'd have to find a Saturday where you were clear to do it. But um, uh, yeah, well, the we'd love to game have you. I'd be
2: easier. Sorry. If there's ever a midweek game that you do, at home,
1: yeah. Well, know. we do. Yeah, we could do that as well. But oh, well, that's brilliant, Ollie. I'd I'd love to have you up. You know, and uh, that
2: would be amazing. No, I'd, I'd be I'd be honoured. That would be great.
1: Well, we've got we've got Paul Thorpe, who ex-javel player, who does it, um, and one of the other guys do it, and you know, no, it'd be great to have someone like you up there just to just to get a different different aspect to it. All really,
2: no, I'd love that. That would be class. Yeah, right. no,
7: definitely.
2: we'll we'll, we'll,
1: we'll definitely sort that out. Then. We'll sort that out. Well, in the right. meantime, um, thank you ever so much for coming on, Ollie. Really appreciate it. It's been very interesting, and I'm sure all the racing people, when I start flagging it up on uh, Facebook, that we'll get a few racing people listening anyway. So uh, that, that, that'll <laughs> right. be a important, so uh, thanks for that and uh, uh, we'll talk again soon Top man, good luck with the the horses and and thank you for having me on Brilliant, thank you Well there we go, that was Ollie Bell, direct from ITV Racing and the Morning Line, been a pleasure to have him on board and as you heard he's going to come in and do some commentary with us on the next Yeovil Home Game midweek game, so keep your eyes open for that one, anyway that's it for this week, join us again next week on Three Bally's Radio